Welcome to the Fish House Nation podcast presented by Catch Cover, your home for ice fishing news, tips, stories, and strategies. And now, your host, Chris Larson. Hello and welcome to the Fish House Nation podcast. There is definitely getting to be a chill in the air. Ice fishing shows are coming up. I attended a store event at Joe's Sporting Goods in St. Paul over the weekend. It was fun to visit with diehard anglers already planning ahead for ice season. Those types of events are a great opportunity to see new products and visit with store staff and factory reps. But the big shows are coming up soon. The Dakota Ice Institute is now the third largest ice fishing show in the country. Todd Heitkamp and his staff at Dakota Angler in Sioux Falls have been hosting this event since 2008. Over 75 vendors will be at the show, and it's just $5 to get in. The Dakota Ice Institute is November 8th through the 10th at the Sioux Falls Arena. We recently sat down with Dakota Angler owner Todd Heitkamp at a dealer-only show to discuss the Ice Institute. Here's the interview. Welcome to the Fish House Nation podcast. We're at an ice fishing show right now, and before you know it, it's going to be December and January. I'm with Todd Heitkamp from Dakota Angler, and Todd, thanks for joining us today. You bet. Thanks for having me, Chris. I appreciate it. We want to talk to you about what you guys got coming up here in a matter of weeks, your Ice Institute. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, it's the 11th annual. It's hard to believe that we're already at 11 years, uh, but this will be the 11th annual, and it's at the Sioux Falls Arena, November 8th through the 10th, uh, Friday through Sunday show, and it's a consumer show, and you come and check out the latest and greatest in ice fishing and find some great deals and walk away with a lot of equipment and a lot of smiles. Yeah, and this is something that you came up with about 10 years ago, 2008, I think was the first one. Why did you decide to do this? Well, really, it was a method uh, or a, really a reason to try to educate the fishermen on all the equipment that we are selling. How do they proper, properly use it? So it's not just a buying show. Mm-hmm. I think there's many other communities that have just buying shows. What we're trying to do is to, and that's why it's called the Institute, to learn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so all the equipment that you can buy, we're also offering free seminars throughout the weekend. And so that that person walks out of the door, not only with the, the let's say, the latest and ion or you know catch cover or anything like that but how to properly use it uh, to make their trip out in the ice uh, more successful and and more fun and how does that work so when somebody comes in the door what's what are they going to see when they first walk in the door they're going to walk in the door and they're going to honestly going to say wow uh, because it's overwhelming you see all the vendors set up with all the different equipment the ice houses whether or not we're talking about portable shelters whether or not we're talking about uh, permanent ice houses uh, then all the different electronics augers you name it but then also you know since i'm a mom and pop shop i'm not a promoter mm-hmm. uh, and where a lot of shows are run by promoters i'm just a mom and pop bait shop and uh, bait and tackle shop owner i also make uh, booths available for mom and pop tackle dealers uh, things that you normally won't see at uh, a big box stores uh, you know widespread across the you know, upper midwest mm-hmm. and it gives them an opportunity to really showcase their uh, their goods their tackle uh, in front of people so you talked about some of the, the the bigger manufacturers out there who are some of these names who are the people that that folks are going to see when they walk in the door well obviously catch cover is going to be a one uh, uh, one of the uh, vendors that are going to be there also you know artism whether or not we're talking about eskimo ice uh, ice houses or uh, you know ion augers which obviously the uh, the new G2 is obviously one of the things that people are going to be talking about. We also got Clam, uh, you know, uh, Bexlar, Garmin, all the all the big names that people are used to hearing with ice fishing will be at the Ice Institute in November. And who are some of the smaller names? Some people that maybe uh, most folks haven't heard of that will be there. Yeah, there's uh, you know a few tackle companies that are real close that uh, uh, you know that just get started in Southwest Minnesota. But these uh, tackle vendors maybe only produce 
let's say 2,000, 3,000 jigs uh, uh, a year. One, the company is Slayer. Mm -hmm. That's the one I was thinking of. Uh, they're out of uh, Pipestone, Minnesota. Uh, they have some tungsten jigs and a unique paint skin scheme that uh, you don't otherwise see. And so again, it gives them an opportunity to separate themselves out from some of the big boys that you otherwise would see. And who are, um, I know a lot of people like to go to these shows. They like to talk to some of the, the leading folks when it comes to, to the know-how in ice fishing. Who are some of the names of folks who will be there that they can come and shake hands and, and get some information from? Yeah, we've already got commitments uh, from Dave Gens, uh, you know, the godfather of ice fishing. We also have commitments from Dennis Kasubi, uh, Jason Durham. Uh, also, Brad Hawthorne is another one. Uh, we're hoping for uh, Larry Smith uh, as well as from Wisconsin. We're also hoping uh, for Troy Peterson, uh, Mr. Bluegill, to, to make an appearance back to the Institute. He's been there two years ago, and we hope to get him back this year. Awesome. Hopefully he makes it out there. I hope so, too. I know someone who knows someone who yeah, might maybe. be able to make that happen. For <laughs> that you. sounds good. <laughs> I appreciate that. So maybe for people who, who fish in Wisconsin or Minnesota or maybe even out east, what's it like ice fishing in your area? Well, I think the biggest factor that we have to deal with that a lot of other states don't have to deal with is the wind. Uh, wind is uh, really what makes or breaks us uh, because we get snowfall out there, obviously, and you know we're in the middle of the ice belt. Uh, but uh, really what a lot of people, a lot of states don't uh, experience is the wind. And we can get wind that goes up to 25, 30 miles an hour. And then if you don't have the proper equipment to really protect yourself from that wind, you're not going to be enjoying yourself at all. It's mm -hmm. going to be rather nasty out there. And so the, the trick is making sure that you have the equipment to, number one, to protect you from the wind, to keep you warm, and also the, you know not to you know jeopardize your own safety while, while you're out there. So the, the wind is the biggest ha uh, hazard or factor that you have to deal with. Uh, other than that, really, the ice fishing is no different than any place else because, uh, you know, the ice is ice and you just got to move around. You got all our lakes are more dishpan lakes. They're not glacial lakes or anything like that, except you get in the northeastern part of the state. Uh, so it's very easy to kind of go find those fish. Now you just need to find out how active they are on that day. What are some of the destination lakes for people who don't know about your area? What are some of the destination lakes in your area where people are coming out and this is where they're going to go? Well, I think a lot of people have heard the glacial lakes for a number of years talking about the big monster perch uh, that these lakes produce. And then we're talking about Bitter, Wabe, uh, Indian Springs has some uh, monster walleyes in, uh, in that location. So there's a number of different lakes around the area that have different forms of, of fish, whether or not you're talking about perch or walleye. Those would be the two main, main game fish that we're looking at. Closer to Sioux Falls in our area, Lake Thompson, Ponset uh, has been a, a real good one, uh, and uh, Dry Lake by Willow Lake. There's, those are the three main ones, but the, the nice thing of what we always say is being a mom and pop uh, tackle shop, that people call us to find out, well, okay, where's the latest bite happening? Because, yeah, mm -hmm. you can hit these main lakes, but some of these smaller lakes, smaller sloughs, are probably going to produce more fish uh, on a given day than what those larger bodies of water will do, and that's, that's the service that we provide. Talking about service, we talked about wind earlier. You're not just an owner of a bait shop. <laughs> Yeah. Tell us about some of the other things you got going on. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the uh, meteorologist in charge for the National Weather Service office in Sioux Falls. I've been a, a weather forecaster now going on 33 years. I've been a bait shop owner for 18. Uh, and, uh, you know, people don't realize how close weather is related to fishing. Mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, we t we're at a, a tackle show and we're talking about all the latest and greatest things out there. It, all the equipment out there, all the technology that people are using, will show you where the fish are at. Mm -hmm. They'll show you, you know, what's going on in the whole thing. But really, one thing that you can't control is the weather, uh, and you need to. People need to understand how the weather will impact 
the success on that body of water, whether or not you're talking about ice fishing or open water fishing, weather de definitely plays a role. And so I, I can dovetail my real job that pays the bills mm -hmm. into my job as a hobby and being a bait shop owner. What should we do? We know a front's coming in. How, how do I use the weather information to catch more fish? Well, people need to remember is that the fish will bite the best uh, right before the storm passes. Uh, right, you know, so as the cold front passes, when the wind is out of the south, the pressure will be decreasing dramatically. That's when the fish will be on the move. They'll be out looking for the food. They'll be more active. Uh, and so that, you don't have to really work too hard to find those, uh, those fish. But on days when the cold front passes through and the wind switches around to the northwest, the pressure begins to rise. Their air bladder expands in their stomach and makes them more full, and they'll hug that bottom. And all of us that have ice fished before know when you're watching those electronics, you'll see a little glimmer on the bottom of that, uh, uh, that, that scope. And you'll notice a fish down there, and you may entice them to come up and take a look at it. Then as they do it, they go right back down because they're full. They're curious. They're not curious as uh, fish are, uh, but they're, they're just not hungry enough. And so uh, what you need to do at that point in time, I call it kind of kamikaze fishing or ice trolling. Mm -hmm. You've got to go looking for those active pods of fish around there that, uh, uh, that may not be as full. But uh, those are the things that people need to remember is that you need to keep that wind direction in mind and how that will come into play. Uh, whether or not uh, you know you're out there in the middle of the day, you were hammering fish all day long, and then all of a sudden by noon something changed. Well, what did ch what changed? Maybe the wind direction changed, and, and you had a cold front that came through. So again, things that you need to keep in mind. Yeah, a lot of interesting things, and I think if people are in your area, they definitely need to go check out the Ice Institute uh, to see all the newest, latest, greatest stuff, but also to kind of get some information from people like you and the other folks that are out there. Is there something that you want to talk about that I didn't bring up in our interview? I don't think so. I, again, I think, you know, people always talk about, you know, what, what's the future of mom and pop tackle shops and that this is what we're talking about right now. Mm -hmm. This is the future, the service that we're providing above and beyond what you would find anyplace else. Yeah. But still, at the same time, when you go to the Ice Institute, we're not only going to try to, you know, give you the latest information sell you the latest technology but we're going to help you use it and that's where it really comes in service doesn't begin by the handshake yeah it begins with the handshake but it doesn't end with the handshake it ends you know with many other visits come to, yet to come so hopefully come people come out to the the ice institute november 8th through the 10th and if not you know give us a call at dakota angler we'll be more than happy to answer any questions that people have if they plan a trip out to eastern south dakota yeah i think you're right on the money in that people are looking for expert advice you know there's a lot of people giving a lot of bad advice but when they can find folks who can give them expert advice and and help them throughout the whole process I mean you can get a, a sonar anywhere but to have somebody be able to walk you through how to use it is a big deal yeah you know we use the equipment that we sell and I think that's important uh, you know I don't think anyone would buy you know a car from a car dealer if they never drove a car mm -hmm. uh, and that's the thing to keep in mind is that if you have a problem with that car or that problem with the depth finder or auger or whatever you want to continue to go back to that person to help them uh, have them help you through that problem uh, so again service is very very important I've uh, you know, said that with whether or not we're talking about the weather service, because again, that's a service. We're providing a weather forecast, but also a fishing forecast. Uh, so some people even say I lie to them twice. So the, the weather <laughs> forecast and the fish forecast. You know, so you got to take that with a grain of salt sometimes. But yeah, that's that's the whole key behind it. Awesome. Well, Todd, thanks so much for joining right, us. Not a problem. Appreciate it. And uh, if anyone has any questions, get hold of Todd at Dakota Angler. For more information on the Dakota Ice Institute, you can check out our blog at catchcover.com slash blog or visit dakotaangler.com. 
Before I wrap up today's show, I just want to say thank you to everyone listening. This is just our seventh episode, but we're already seeing tremendous growth with the show. The Fish House Nation podcast can be found on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and now on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. Some people prefer to get their podcasts from YouTube, and you can find the show there as well. No matter where you are and what device you're carrying, you can listen. We're starting to get some reviews on Apple Podcasts, and if you enjoy the show, a review really helps, and I plan to read one every week. The Wisconsin Fishing Guy says, It's a great podcast for the commute. Gets me excited for ice fishing season. Now that is exactly what this podcast is for. I hope it gives people something they enjoy to listen to when commuting, and if it gets you fired up for ice fishing, nothing could be better. I hope you're enjoying the show as much as I'm enjoying producing it. If you have questions, comments, or show ideas, email me at chris at fishhousenation.com, or you can check us out on Instagram. Our handle there is at fishhousenation. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the Fish House Nation podcast presented by Catch Cover. For more ice fishing content, visit our blog at catchcover.com.